Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Coley. Welcome to the SVU podcast, Little Witch Detectives. <laughs> Puppy. I said that wrong. Yeah, that's my dog. Sorry. Do you want to start over? No, it's fine. Okay. All right. Well, hi, everybody. Hello. Um, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm hanging in there, hanging in there. That's good. Um, <laughs> Coley has every right to be mad at me because I did the notes for this podcast and I literally finished them approximately two minutes ago. Um, but I'm not mad at you. <laughs> we are rolling with the punches this morning. Yes. Um, I thought we would just jump into it because we don't have a ton of time today. So if you're yeah. cool with that. Um, I just wanted to quickly say thank you to the sponsor of this episode, National Plus Guide. Uh, we will talk more about them later in the episode. Yes. So yes. stay tuned for that. Um, and I thought we'd go ahead and get into our witch talk update. This is our little corner of the podcast where we share what's going on in our lives. Uh, and I guess I have a lot to say, but... Um, my witch talk is basically, if you follow us on Instagram, you probably already know this, but uh, I am currently going through a breakup with my partner of the past seven and a half years. Um, so we've been a little behind on episodes lately because of that, uh, just because I haven't felt mentally able to uh, come back to the show. Um, and obviously why I'm still struggling to even get the notes done, really. Um, but it's all going to be okay. Uh, you know, he's a great person and, um, the breakup was really my fault. I don't want to get into too many details on it, but, um, I'm hoping that he and I will stay friends, but as of right now, we're both on a healing journey. So be patient with me. I will come back, uh, and be my normal cheery self eventually, but that's what's been going on with me anyway. Yeah. Um, what's going on with you? So, um, I had to apply for a few jobs, um, because my unemployment ran out or is running out, I should mm-hmm. say, um, on September 4th, I'll no longer be able to collect unemployment. Um, so I applied for a couple of jobs and waiting to hear back from them. Um, I am, I finished my mental health program that I started six weeks ago, or almost seven weeks now. No, it's been seven weeks. Oh my gosh. I finished my my mental health program. Um, I'm back into individual therapy and I had most of a root canal done since we've last talked (laughs) Oh my gosh, I didn't even know about that. Yeah. Um, I had to go down to see an endodontist in Newark for a consultation. And um, it was only supposed to be a consultation. They weren't supposed to do any work. And they were like, you're in severe pain. I'm going to see if I can like squeeze you in and do work on you before my next patient <laughs> and they oh my God. gave me to a different doctor and 
the different doctor did the most of the root canal. Um, it's not done yet. There's still a little bit more to do. Um, and then I have to get a crown put on it, which means I have to make an appointment with the prosthodontics apartment department, not apartment, um, in the same place. And it's just insane. Yeah. And I mentioned it was a medical school <laughs> or a dental school that I went to. Oh and my so gosh. I had dental students doing this on me. Uh, well, so that's a lot. That all goes well. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I just wanted to mention to piggyback off of what Coley was saying a minute ago Coley's a fantastic writer. Uh, and if anyone, obviously we're both kind of in the same field in that regard, but if anyone is looking for writers right now, uh, definitely look into hiring them. Um, you know, but we do what we got to do out here. And sometimes you got to take other jobs to make the dreams happen, you know? Exactly. (sighs) All right. Well, would, um, do you have the notes pulled up? (laughs) Yes, I do. Sorry. All right, you want to jump um, into the next thing? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Law and Order is coming back um, on September 23rd. And I'm saying Law and Order specifically because two of them are coming back. Um, <laughs> Law and Order SVU and Law and Order Organized Crime. Um, yep. We were supposed to get a third Law and Order um, for this fall. But I guess that got scrapped. Um, it was called well, honestly, Order for the Defense. I feel like but... um, Organized Crime and SVU both really popped off. Um, and the, the NBC has cut every good show except yeah. for SVU. And it's because with the piggyback of Organized Crime and SVU already had signed on for a few more seasons. Um, yeah. You know, their ratings shot up and they're the highest rated show on the network right now. Yeah. So, um, and the head of the network and Dick Wolf both said SVU is going on as long as Marishka wants to be there. Right. So, so it, you know, it's one of those things where like all the other good shows often got cut because their ratings weren't as good, but SVU. And so I think with OC organized crime, I think they're just going to leave it at that. They're like, you know, don't mess up a good thing. Yeah. Um, I've been seeing a lot of rhetoric on Twitter of people saying, like, when is the other one coming? But I think maybe they're just trying to, like, hold on to what they've got for a minute before they throw something else at us. Yeah. But. I definitely agree. I'm super excited. I miss live tweeting with you. (laughs) I'm excited, too. Hopefully I'll be able to stay up long enough to actually see watch the episodes. I know. Why do they make the time so late? I'm a grandma. I'm we're on the East Coast. (laughs) Like I'm so tired (laughs) all the time. Yeah. Um yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, (laughs) if you like what you hear please rate us, uh, leave us a review and subscribe. Rating and subscribing is really, really, really important. It shows the Apple podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts that you like us and it will start recommending us to other people. Um, 
the review is optional, but please, please, please leave a review. Since we switched <laughs> platforms, we lost all our reviews. I know, and we had so many good ones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we had to switch. We obviously switched over to Anchor a long time ago. But when yes. that happened, it redistributed our podcast. So all our reviews are gone. Exactly. <sighs> the struggle. Um, piggybacking off of that, let me plug our social media real quick. So if you have been listening to the show and want to hang out with us in another realm, we've got a few strong platforms. So we are on Facebook. We don't update Facebook very much, but we are on Instagram pretty regularly. Coley has been killing it on the Instagram stories. So definitely go check us out at SVU Coven. Uh, all of our updates are generally posted there first. And if we do any kind of giveaways, any kind of collaborations, that will also be at SVU Coven on Instagram. Yes. Uh, likewise, we also have a Discord server where you can connect one-on-one -on -one with us. You can see updates about the podcast. You can watch SVU live with us. Uh, and we do tarot readings over there. So yeah. If anything about that is speaking to you, we'll have a Discord link in the description. You can also DM us on Instagram for it as well. The links do expire. So yes. uh, if you want to hop in, you want to join the club, you've got to get in there quick. Um, and, you know, any kind of follow, any kind of support is greatly, greatly appreciated, especially because on this show, we do take mental health breaks when we need them and so having you guys around really means the world to us yes and speaking of sh our show we just hit a thousand listens not too long ago i know which is exciting. it's so exciting and in that regard that means there's a thousand of you that have heard us talk about the crap we talk about so <laughs> Um, thank you so much. And also, if you want to be on the show, you want to sponsor the show, anything, have questions for us to answer on the show, please reach out at svucoven at gmail.com. We would love to have you. Yes. <laughs> we would love to have guests. Oh, my gosh. We just, I just want one. I don't, I don't care who it is. I, just, I think it would be fun because we talk to each other so much that, like, we know each other really well. I think having another perspective would be um interesting to say the least because yeah. we we generally agree on everything Pretty much. <laughs> so I would actually I was hoping after that Maloney episode people would come forward and be like this is why you're wrong so we could have them on and like talk about it yeah um but not so far <laughs> nope not so far um shall we jump into things yes all right so my self-love affirmation, I don't know if I've used this one before, but it has resonated with me a lot in the recent weeks. And it's what is for you won't go past you. Um, and I, I like it a lot. I had a yoga teacher who's still my friend, uh, Jessica the J-Way. Check her out on Instagram. Uh, but Jess, is uh, she trained me in Reiki. And it's just one of those people that, like, when she walks into a room, you're like, oh, wow, magical lioness goddess. It's nice to see you, you know. And uh, she always would say this to me whenever I was stressed about my personal life or work or whatever. She would always say, what is for you won't go past you. 
Um, and another one is uh, everything is happening best case scenario. Mm-hmm. And those two things always like stick with me because I think especially like now that I'm going through a breakup, um, I'm learning what is for me and what I've got to let go and what's going past me, you know? So if that resonates with you and you are not driving a car, take a minute, (laughs) close your eyes, take a deep breath and repeat it out loud to yourself. Um, And remember what is for you won't go past you. Yep. All right. Let's get into this episode, huh? So we are covering season one, Law and Order SVU, episode 13, Disrobed. So here is my summary. It's from IMDb, not sponsored, but would love to be. Benson and Stabler investigate the murder of a judge who often delivered special verdicts for women in return for sexual favors and was also behind the funding of a local governor's bid for re-election. The team soon directs their attention to a battered wife with a secret. Dun, dun. Dun, dun, um, <laughs> <laughs> so it opens on our lovely SVU intro. And then we cut to a scene where I don't want to assume this person's gender, but it seems like they're calling her a girl for most of the episode. Um, but it's not explicitly stated. Um, but she opens a she's walking around on the pier and she opens a car door or she walks up to a car door I can't remember exactly but she finds a dead body in the car cut to Munch and Cassidy showing up um we're gonna be talking about Cassidy a lot this episode everybody so yes strap in um Munch and Cassidy show up and Cassidy casually mentions that he's been to this pier before on a date which immediately triggers funny Munch which is yeah. my favorite thing ever. But Funny Munch <laughs> just assumes that he's talking about, like, uh, paying for a hooker because they're on the pier. Um, we segue from that, and they're checking out the body. They find out that the guy had been shot with a 9 millimeter to the jaw as well as to the genitals. They didn't find the weapon, but they did find the ID, and the ID was Judge Warren Varilla. Yes. Gorilla. Um, so cut to the squad room for the first time in this episode. Yes. And uh, basically they're trying to figure out what could have happened. What was the motive to killing this judge who otherwise had been known to be kind of a saint um, in New York? They are talking about how the wife is not talking to them. They actually have the wife on seclusion so they can't ask her any more questions at this time. Uh, they can't figure out why Varilla would be on the pier in the first place. Uh, they do find out that he most likely was shot with his own gun because he owned a 9mm. Uh, and they confirm there was one bullet to the head, one bullet to the genitals. Uh, Cragen gets mad, and as per usual, that they're not figuring out exactly why this would happen. Yeah. And he says my favorite line in the episode, so I had to write it down. He goes, our asses are flapping in the wind on this one. <laughs> and it was just so funny to me because he says it so seriously. Like, <laughs> I love Cragen's one-liners. Cragen's one-liners, the best. Yes. Um, 
so everybody gets their assignments to do what they got to do. And as Benson is leaving, Cassidy kind of pulls her aside and he's like asking her if Elliot knows like that they've hooked up in the past on that twin bed. And um, <laughs> that doesn't even look like a twin bed. It looks like a half no. a twin. It looks like a like a trun- a trindle for like yeah. little kids. Um, Olivia basically says, no, Elliot doesn't know. We don't talk about personal stuff. And Cassie's like, kind of like you and I, right? And she's like, right. Um, <laughs> and they separate. Elliot and Olivia go. But it's go weird because to- Elliot does know. Oh, yeah. Elliot for sure knows. Yeah. Because Elliot called Olivia out on it. Yes. Um, and basically in the prior episode was like, stop leading him on. You know, he's a good guy, like whatever. Yeah. Um, but Olivia, I think, didn't want to tell Brian that because she doesn't want to make it seem like whatever's going on with them is an official thing. Yeah. But it's very clear and will always be clear that Brian has always had eyes for Olivia. Yes. Um, Only and for Olivia. To this day, he's my favorite partner to be with her. Yeah. To this day. I will always ship Brian and Olivia. Um, I will always ship Bensity as well but I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that they're my favorite pairing I know my favorite pairing <laughs> is Ed Tucker and Olivia Benson but that's not gonna Spoiler happen alert. Anymore, so yeah yeah um I have always liked Brian and Olivia together because I think they have a good time and I think he yeah. makes her laugh um but I do think at this point in time we've got baby Benson and baby Cassidy and they are not ready to be in a relationship with each other. No. Um, definitely not. But regardless, we will touch more on that later. Um, from here, Elliot and Olivia go to the judge's office. They're talking to his, like, direct uh, assistant, secretary, like, the person who works directly under him. She says, you know, he doesn't have a girlfriend. He's not cheating on his wife. He doesn't do anything wrong. He's perfect. There's no reason anyone would want to kill him. As they do. Yeah. And then we go to the ME. Uh, She says that the judge was shot in his genitals first and his head second. He had ejaculated a few minutes before he was shot. And they found red dye on him. And Olivia immediately. Yeah. So there's. This is what's funny to me. Is she just says like what kind of red dye it is. And Olivia comes from the other side of the room. And she's like cherry glow lipstick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I just loved that she just like whole ass knew she was like it's lipstick because I never would have put that together I was like red dye what are they talking about yeah um, no it's funny because there's a lot of times when it, when it comes to makeup or fashion or whatever that she'll just spurt something out and it's like how did she know that <laughs> yeah I'm like okay they really like sometimes hone in on the fact that Olivia is like the woman in yeah. the squad. But I just thought it was funny because she was on the other side of the room and then she's like, Cherry Grill lipstick? And I was like, yeah. how do you just know these things? I never would have done that. Anyway, um, Elliot and Olivia from here go to talk to the wife again. Um, Basically, Varilla's wife said, you know, it didn't shock her when he didn't come home late at night. He usually worked very late. She was used to going to sleep alone. Um, She wasn't worried about him. When he didn't come back, you know, the next day, that's when she started to get concerned. 
uh, the night he died, she was at the club and then she came home alone. Uh, they continually push the fact that he must have a girlfriend. He must have been having an affair, like blah, blah, blah. And she was like, if he was having an affair, wouldn't I be the last to know? Um, True. But something that goes on here, and I discovered by the end of the episode, is a reoccurring theme this episode. Uh, she, the wife asks Olivia if she's married. Olivia says no. And then when Elliot and Olivia are walking to the car, he also jokes that she's not married. So she wouldn't understand, like, the things that go on in the intricacies of marriage. That is my least favorite rhetoric, that and you're mm-hmm. not a mother. My yes. least favorite rhetoric and in the entire show. And it, it happens goes on. all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I, what I was seeing is this is a, there's a lot of layers to this episode. But what I was seeing is that it's happening a lot. Like this is a very reoccurring theme, particularly in this episode towards Olivia. Yeah. And Elliot was just busting her balls here. He, you know, but it other people are bringing it up. Um, so I think it's important to note from a feminist standpoint on our podcast um, that that shit sucks. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and just um, because somebody doesn't have, isn't married or doesn't have kids or whatever doesn't mean they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the intricacies and, and it just... You can be in a long-term relationship where you get cheated on and it's, you know... Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but for the sake of time, I'm going to keep going, but we could talk about that forever. Yes. Um, Elliot and Olivia go to the deputy director of the Women's Action Committee. They're located up in Albany. And she says, you know, she didn't know Varilla very well, but she respected him. And in this scene, you really find out that, you know, Varilla worked. He is a champion of women as much as a white man could be. Um, And he has, you know, his own nonprofit that supports uh, women who have been victims of domestic violence and things like that. Um, And Emily, the deputy director, speaks very highly of him here. But she's a little sus, I would say, a little sus. Um, so we cut to Munch and Cassidy. They're looking through files. They're trying to find, um, people that Varilla has put away that he has sent to jail that could be released and have like a vendetta against him. While they're looking through these files, funny Munch comes out again and starts busting Cassidy's balls about, you know, potentially paying for a stripper or a hooker, um, sex worker. And, uh, Munch accuses Cassidy of paying for one and uh, Cassidy's like, no, I, I, you know, I don't do that. And then Munch just pulls it out and he's like basically telling Cassidy, like, you know, you've got to stop oogling Olivia in the office, essentially. (laughs) So Munch whole ass knows that (laughs) something either went down or Cassidy wants something to go down. And of course, Cassidy denies it. Cassidy Um, has no poker face. Not at all. When it comes He's such to a Olivia. baby. <laughs> he has He's no different. poker face when it comes to Olivia. Even like present day has yeah. no poker face when it comes to Olivia. He loves her. Yes. Um, from here, Munch and Cassidy go to the apartment of one of the people uh, that Rilla had put away. Um, basically, they go in there and they try to run. 
Cassidy gets him, grabs him, take him to interrogation. My favorite scene in the whole sh- the whole episode is this scene where they're interrogating Fino, the guy. Um, and he's like talking and like denying any involvement in anything as they do. And Olivia slaps him on the back of the head. And I, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> she just Listen, like standing there and just smacks him. <laughs> I love when Olivia does stuff like that. I write it in my fan fictions all of the time. When she like just slapped somebody, she just I love it. They they were having a very casual conversation. It hadn't even gotten heated yet. So he's just like, "Oh, I wasn't there," and she's like, "The fuck you weren't!" Just slaps him (laughs) on the back. It just kills me every time. (laughs) But um, anyway, they start asking him about his past charges, his past criminal history. Uh, and they say, where were you Tuesday night? You know, when Varilla passed away. And he said he was at parenting classes. And Elliot says something like, what do you do when your kid comes home after curfew? And Fina's like, what's curfew? <laughs> <laughs> and crack me up. Um, but he says he gave money to Varilla's charity. And that is why the judge released him. Uh, which will become a common theme the rest of this episode as well basically they have to let him go yeah they go to talk to emily the deputy director again uh they ask if she worked for varilla and she says that he helped her so she had kind of a um rough history herself and the judge really helped her get a job wrote her like glowing recommendation letters and things like that um to get her where she was today From there, they go to look up all of the judges' files and books. And basically, from here, they are following the money. They've decided, you know, we've got to see where that money was going to figure out um, who all was involved. The big question here that the detectives are asking is, you know, was he cheating or was he taking, was he moving money around? His non profit. It's it's really interesting to me that they think it has to be one or the other. Yeah. Like they are so like hell bent on proving it's one or the other. Why can't it be both? Exactly. Um, so they figure out that through his charity, together we're safe. Uh, in one year, they grossed about four point seven million dollars, which is insane. Mm-hmm. So Cassidy's sitting there and he's like doing the math and he does the math correctly and Olivia makes fun of him because he's normally a doofus when it comes to math and Cassidy gets riled up about this and like yeah. tells Olivia off and storms out. I remember and- I remember this scene so well because he says fledgling charity and Olivia is like fledgling wow that's a nice word. And he's like, yeah, I stayed up all night and studied <laughs> it and committed it to memory just to impress you. Oh, my gosh. Baby Cassidy. So many emotions. I love it. <laughs> so after this incident, Cragen pulls Cassidy into the office. Cassidy's like, I'm sorry for, like, getting into personal stuff. And Cragen's like, oh, with Munch? And Cassidy's like, no, with Olivia. And Cragen's like, oh, I'm just busting your balls. Um, and then he gives brian a tape of a little girl from a sexual assault case and tells cassidy to watch it and then to go visit her um she had kept in contact with craigan and had called and said that she needed to talk 
So he wants Cassidy to handle it specifically, um, which is actually a really sweet and tender moment between the two of them. Yeah. Um, sometimes Cragen pulls out a dad energy, and that was one of those times. Yeah. Uh, but really quick, before we continue on to this episode, I just want to say a thank you to our sponsor, National Plus Guide. Uh, I actually used to work with Janet, who runs National Plus Guide now, and we are so grateful that they are sponsoring this episode. Yes. Are are you a plus-size consumer who wants to know where you can shop, dine, travel, and feel welcome? Are you a business owner who values plus consumers and wants to have your business visible to customers over all of the U.S.? Definitely head over to nationalplusguide.com or visit them on Instagram at nationalplusguide. Feel free to be listed, free to search. National Plus Guide will help you find the places you fit in. Yes. So what's really cool about NPG is that they basically are a place where any business owners and things like that that are plus size safe can be added to the list to the guide and you can really go and search through and find places in your area that are going to be not only inclusive of all sizes, but are safe places. Um, and Coley and I both know Janet pretty well. And so we were really excited to have them sponsor the podcast. So thank you once again, we will have a post up on our Instagram so you can find national plus guide a little bit easier and, uh, make sure to give them a follow and, you know, check them out. I think it's a really, really cool resource for plus people across the United States. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's hop right back in. So, um, Elliot and Olivia go to talk to Emily again. I am so sick of Emily, to be honest, by this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they followed the money and the money went to Emily. Uh, Varilla asked, so Emily basically discloses that Varilla asked, you know, the rapists and people that he had put away to give money to his charity and shelter. And when they would do that, Emily would then release them from prison. She would vote that they got released uh, when their parole hearings would happen. Yes. Um, Elliot and Olivia from here had to see one of the victims of Varilla Varilla had told her uh, if she went down on him that he would release her boyfriend or husband, Tyrell. And every time she did this, he continued to not release Tyrell. Yeah. Um, so we head back to the squad room. Again. Um, anyway, back to the squad room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, Kragen's frustrated as per usual because they have motives and they have means and they of everything but they do not have a killer yeah um so munch and cassidy decide to go back to the pier and they find the girl who uh found the body from the first scene and she says that a lady in a blue uniform got out of the car after she heard the gunshots uh, anyway back to the squad room Yes. Uh, they're trying to get the girl to give more details about the woman. You know, they're using that software where they kind of can pick hairstyles, face shapes, things like that. She's very frustrated. She doesn't, because she doesn't remember. It was the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, Elliot and Olivia go to meet with some people that Varilla worked with. 
counselors, Congress people, things like that. Um, and they don't really give up much. So I didn't really put many notes about this because it was more of the same of like, he's perfect. He's never done anything wrong. Yeah. Um, Which is however, annoying. so annoying. And they're like, oh, he's a champion for women. And it's like, he's doing the opposite as yeah. per usual. Um, back at the squad room, they find out that's, that a woman named Gina Silver had been trading phone calls with Varilla. Varilla where they had been talking for multiple hours at a time. Her husband, Roger Silver, tried to kill her and is in jail, and Varilla had presided over that case. So uh, they go to Gina's house to talk to her about it, and Gina says that, you know, she met him at the charity. Uh, you know, they say, basically, Elliot and Olivia are like, come with us, you know, to the station so we can really talk about this further. And she goes to get ready and tell her daughter that she's leaving. And she puts on cherry glow lipstick. <laughs> yep. Um, and Olivia's like, slam dunk, baby. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so we cut to a lineup with Gina in the lineup. The homeless girl isn't able to identify her. Um, but Olivia points out the lipstick will identify her and all they need is a little bit of DNA. Um, Gina in interrogation says that Varilla called from the office and said to meet him at the pier. And she knew exactly what that meant. The phone calls were one way phone sex, basically, and he would confide in her after. So he would talk about his problems, talk about his life. Um, parole was about to vote for her husband. So she went and had sex with Varilla. Varilla denied Gina's request for parole in front of her. And he laughed. No, this is where what Ella- happened was she wanted him to stay in prison. Well, yeah, she hasn't revealed that yet. I don't think. No. But I yeah, thought, so she did. I thought she did. I think. Yeah, it's the ne- it's my next note. But yeah, basically, oh, yeah. so the way that she presents it, she doesn't completely reveal this yet. And she's like, Varilla denied her the wife's request for parole in front of her. And then he laughed. Um, and Elliot is like, okay, that happened. But what we don't understand is why would you want your husband out of jail if he tried to kill you? Yeah. And Gina was like, oh, no, no, no. She had sex with Varilla to keep her husband in prison, not to get him out. Exactly. Um, and this is where she admits that she shot Varilla herself. Sorry for um, my dog barking in the background. It's okay. It's cute. Um, so we, from here, we, which honestly, that would have been a great place to end the episode. Yeah. Um, but from here we go, uh, to Kraken's office, he's talking to a detective that had worked on Gina's case. Um, and he sees the pictures. Roger had basically, Gina's husband, had basically busted a chair over her back and like ruptured her spleen and her spot. Like it was just terrible. Um, and Roger claims that Gina did it to herself, which how, how, how yeah. would one, anyway. Um, Elliot and Olivia go to meet Roger in person just to prepare, see what they're up against. Um, Roger says this line, and I know Coley probably likes it too. I just love when the criminals flirt with Olivia. I don't know why. I don't know why. But 
he looks at her and he's like, pretty and smart. Nice combination. And I just, it's just true. It is. But anyway, um, again, Roger asks Olivia if she's married because that matters. Um, he's still a jerk. He wants to see his daughter. He basically says, you know, they've got to tell Gina not to make any trouble because his daughter is his and Gina's his, basically. Yeah. From here, Cragen brings the Attorney General's office 42 cases to go over regarding Varilla. Um, Elliot and Olivia meet in Cragen's office, and Cragen divulges that Gina is not to be charged. Uh, the Attorney General's office offered her immunity because it's an election year, and they're dealing yeah. with a judge, and they don't want anything to reflect badly on them. Cragen sends Elliot and Olivia basically to walk Gina to her arraignment and get her prepped and everything. Uh, this scene makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but Elliot and Olivia are sitting with Gina um, and they basically tell her, you know, you're only free for this moment. Uh, they need her to get the other victims talking. They want her to understand what she's getting herself into. But to me, it's very manipulative because it feels like they're using reverse psychology on Gina a little bit. Yeah. Um, because they're trying to make it where Gina will do what they want and that she'll go down for it. Yeah. Um, exactly. Instead of helping her get prepped. And I, I left a note here because I would like to hear your opinion. Um, but I personally don't think that Gina should go down for this. No, I Be- don't think so either. And I know Elliot and Olivia want the collar, but the thing is, I think what her being granted immunity for helping victims and being able to speak up about her story is much more impactful and good than her going to jail. Yeah. Um, I so agree. I get, yeah, I got very frustrated with Elliot and Olivia in this moment because I was like, Olivia of all people should kind of be on Gina's side. Yeah. And be wanting to help her instead of like, wanting her to go down for it. And I understand it's frustrating with the politics of everything. But, you know, Gina's just as much a victim as she is a perpetrator, I guess. Yeah. Um, so Elliot and Olivia sit with Gina as she makes her statement about her husband being paroled. Um, and they basically walk her through exactly what she's supposed to say, which is a little more manipulation, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, from here, I wrote brain instead of Brian. <laughs> I didn't even um, notice that until you just said it. <laughs> I wrote it over and over in this paragraph for some reason. Um, so Cassidy and Cragen are in Cragen's office. Uh, Brian had gone to see the girl that Cragen uh, told him about. Uh, the girl liked a guy named Vince and had gone to have sex with him. And then she was gang raped by Vince's friends. Mm-hmm. And they left her by herself in the cold and no clothes, com- tattered, uh, you know. And um, a good Samaritan came along and helped her. As Cassidy's talking about this, he begins to cry because that's who he is. And he feels very deeply for her. Yes. Um, and in this moment, Cragen looks him in the eyes and says, you know, Brian, you can transfer out. There's a place in narcotics for you. And you won't have to see these things or experience this anymore. See, I always thought that the good Samaritan raped her too. 
that was always my that was always my interpretation of it i could be Mm -hmm. very wrong but yeah you know well that would make sense too um if that was the case because cassidy got really emotional as he was talking about that part yeah um cut to the scene that makes me cry every time cassidy's at his locker and he's packing him stuff packing his stuff up and munch comes up and you guys know Cassidy and Munch are partners at this point and they have a good time together. Um, Munch basically asks him what's up and Cassidy says, you know, I'm leaving to go to narcotics and Munch is happy for him um, and so supportive and just, you know, trying to make it to where Cassidy will feel good about this decision and everything, even though it's going to make Munch sad that he's gone. Yeah. Um, and I wrote, it hurts in the notes because it, it hurts me hurt. every time. It, it hurts, hurts so, so much. much. And after Brian leaves, we don't see him again for a long time. Yeah. So, um, it sucks. But, uh, from here, Elliot and Olivia, um, find out that Roger was released and they go to Gina's apartment complex and they find Roger and Gina in the laundry room of the apartment complex and Gina's on the floor and Roger has a gun. Uh, Elliot ends up shooting Roger and it was a good shoot in my opinion. Um, And Gina runs free. The last thing we see is Olivia's someone just got shot face. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which is definitely a runner. I always thought that it was Olivia that shot Roger. That it was her first kill. I thought it was Elliot. Did I miss that? Because Elliot was ahead of her. Yeah. So I thought it was him. I don't know. Maybe I missed that. Well, either way, Roger gets shot and Olivia's face says it all. Yes. Um, And then we Dick Wolf. Yes. Um, so, I love when an episode ends with Olivia, someone just got shot face. Cause me too. It's so good. Marishka's so good. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, go all ahead. Right. Well, uh, we are about to jump into Coley's tarot reading. Yes. And I was shuffling my cards earlier and I had a jumper that a jumped jumper. out at me twice. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I figured that was the one that needed to be read today. And mm-hmm. I'm using my Golden Girls Tarot deck for the first time. And I'm using my new planner that I got. It's called a virtual planner. Um, not sponsored, but would love to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has tarot card a tarot card meanings cheat sheet in it. So I thought that was really cool. So I got it. And it has tarot card cheat sheets, which is nice. So the card I pulled or the card that fell out twice was the chariot. um, And it's upright. So that means control, willpower, success, action, and determination, which kind of fits in with the theme of this episode Mm -hmm. um, with Gina she was, yeah. you know, she had that determination to keep her husband in prison. Mm-hmm. You know, it may not have been the best way to show the determination, but, you know, 
she had it. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. Me too. The, ca- the cards never lie. They don't. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I uh, just going to shamelessly plug our stuff again real quick. If you're still listening, yes. comment on our latest Instagram post and tag Marishka and say I love you. <laughs> yes. Um, also, if you're still listening... Make sure to follow us on Instagram at SVU Coven. If you want to be on the show, you want to sponsor the show, or you have questions for us, send us an email at svucoven.com. Join us on Discord. SVUcoven at gmail.com. gmail.com. If you want to join our Discord, the link will be in the description. The links do expire, so you want to get in there as soon as possible. If your link does not work, you can shoot us a DM at SVU Coven on Instagram uh, or email us. You know, if you don't have Instagram, not everybody does. Um, We would love to have some of the witch detectives on the show. We know there are a lot of you. We see you on Twitter. We see you on Instagram. If you want to be on the show, make sure to hit us up. And also... Thank you to the sponsor of this episode, National Plus Guide. If you are a plus-size person looking for a safe place to eat, shop, work, things like that, make sure to go to nationalplusguide.com and follow National Plus Guide on Instagram. We will have a post up tagging them once this episode is live. Yes. Um, As always, thank you guys for listening. Um, We love you so much and appreciate your support endlessly. Yes. And that's our show. That's it. So much fun. All right. Well, I love you. I love you. And blessed be. Blessed be.